Hello, Declan. Hello, John. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good, good. Well, I'd like to welcome you, Declan, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, here we are on the very first NISO Experience podcast for the Northeastern Society of Orthodontists and their members. So thank you very much. And uh, we know you've just graduated from your orthodontic program, and we're here for you to share your experience, really to direct how the residents should uh, maybe think about what's coming and maybe some tips and tricks to help them out. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot coming their way. It's all good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm happy to impart my knowledge. Fantastic. So tell us when you were in graduate school and trying to decide what you would do after. It was your duty to move your fiance and Larry the cat to a brand yeah. new city. And tell us, how, how did it all happen? Well, first of all, um, I think what the most important thing is when you decide where you want to, um, what you want out of life, okay? Other than just being, the obvious is like, I want to be an orthodontist. But I think what's more important is where you want to live and why you want to live there. So for us, I'm from Ireland, so but we're, we're here in Canada, so we wanted to be somewhere a little bit closer to Ireland when the pandemic lifts. So the reason why we chose Halifax was for numerous reasons. First of all, geographical location. And um, another thing is I'm from a small town. Jenny's from a big city, she's from Dublin. So we found that Halifax here in Nova Scotia was the perfect compromise for the two of us. It also facilitated her, um, she's a scientist. So it also, uh, there was a lot of um, industry for here as well. So I'll take in, you know, uh, professional uh, you know what you like professionally out of it I think the most important thing is where you want to live so that was the deciding factor of us coming here and then we worked around everything else around that so fantastic fantastic and it's a great place to live I will certainly uh, agree with that how about how did you choose the type of officer doctors and we're going to disclose right now that uh, Dr. Hennessy uh, is an associate. He is calling us from uh, Dr. Sarah Davidson's office called the Brace Space. And um, I am part of that group. I work in another part of the city called Stuart and Davidson, but uh, we're going to disclose that he is our associate. However, uh, we just think he's wonderful. And I think you'll agree. And the accent is fabulous. So sure. just tell us, tell us um, what went through your mind in choosing an office, the type of orthodontics you want to practice and and how you made that decision you the world was your oyster really yeah yeah for sure so and again it's you have to when you come out of residency yeah i think the, what the most important thing to decide is what you want to what you want for your career okay and there is many uh op, there's many opportunities um you know in today's day and age if you want to be a long-term associate you know you can go work in a corporate that is you know that's a great plan for you for me personally uh you know i'm i'm an, you're, i'm an associate but eventually i would like to own my own practice you know i want to be part of a partnership okay so the most important thing for me was relationships okay like Professional relationships are like marriages, okay? You want to meet the same people that have the same vision, but most important, the same values, okay? Mm -hmm. You want to have like-minded people that want the same things in life. And so the most important thing is uh, aligning yourself with the right people. And uh, that was, you know, that was my main decision coming here. So we looked at numerous different practices and, uh, you know, the amazing practices, but we just, I focused on and 
the professional relationship, just meeting your, you know, the right like-minded people. And I think that is probably the most important thing I would tell a resident is just figuring out what you want and meeting the right people and then, and then going for it. Fantastic. Very lucky to find that. Well, I think, you know, we can disclose that we were lucky to find you. I think any relationship, uh, especially between orthodontists and, uh, and new graduates, it's one thing to find the right partner, but it's also the other to be the right partner. I know that you have said that in the past. We've talked about that. Can you talk about that, how you see a successful relationship between the new resident and the doctor? Um, because it doesn't always go so well. And, no. and what, what have you learned that would help a resident really form a, a great solid career? Yeah, so as I said, it's like, it's, it's, it's twofold. You have to find your place uh, within the practice at the start. Okay, so you're coming in as the new associate, you know, and uh, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that you have to do, you know, and uh, I think there's a lot of things and we'll, we'll discuss them now, but coming in, you know, you, you have to add value. And I think that's one of the main things that you have to do as an associate, you have to add value. And um, one of the biggest uh, decisions that a senior uh, doctor will take in their career is taking on uh, an associate. It's a big commitment for the senior doctor, you know, and, and also like for overhead, labor costs are the biggest, you know, overhead cost that they have. So you have to be aware of that. So when you're coming in there, you really need to add value. It's not a nine to five job. It's not just turning up and treat patients. You know, that is only the small aspect of everything. You really, really need to treat it like it's your own. Okay, you need to really treat it like it's your own and all, uh, all facets of that, you know, where it be improved clinical efficiencies, where it be practice management, where it be patient experience, you know, their social media, you really need to add value. And that is imperative. And like I said before, you know, that I would like to be uh, a partner. It's, up, it's my responsibility to grow the practice to facilitate this. You can't just to come in and expect to be an associate and then after a few years be like, oh, you know, I want to buy in. It's up to you mm -hmm. to grow that practice. It's up Absolutely. to you. That's, that's your job as the associate. And, and, it's, and it's very important that you do that. Absolutely. Uh, Declan, you came into an office where you're seeing nearly 100 patients a day. I want to hear about your toughest day. I want to hear your toughest Experience. come on now the crowd wants to hear the residents are in school everybody's obeying what they're saying you know patient wise tell us what it's like in the real world it's it's initially it's very daunting <laughs> it's very very daunting you're used to seeing six patients a day you're used to spending two hours you know one hour per patient two hours in a treatment plan you've got nine residents you've got three professors you know you're well you know it's you've got a whole host of uh, things available to you and all of a sudden it's you okay and the spotlight's on you and it's daunting and initially it is very very daunting um so, but, you know, it's good. You have to rely on your training. You have to take confidence in your training. We are very, very well trained. And, uh, you know, you have to, to, to rely on that. But, um, oh, yeah, a couple of my toughest days. Yeah, yesterday was 
pretty tough. We had a um, we had a mother coming in and with her son, and he had, you know, his alignment was beautiful. He had really uh, straight teeth, but uh, you know, he was nearly deemed a surgical case. You know, his his bite was significantly significantly off. You know, and the mom comes in and she's wanting limited treatment just to fix a couple of you know her his uh, upper two to two, and to convey. You know, and to like, you have all this knowledge and you've come out of residency and you, you know everything, well, not everything, but you know a lot related to orthodontics, but to explain, you know, the, the, the her, his bite and to explain how that is off, is, it's very, very challenging. And she's looking at you and, you know, she's used to seeing Dr. Davidson or a senior doctor and you're the new guy. And uh, <laughs> so they're looking at you as if you're like you know you're like green and you're a bit new. So it's 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 it was it was a daunting day. <laughs> well, the one thing um, Dr. David is is very charming and has learned to tell people they need surgery in such a smiley way. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You'll you'll that'll that'll be fine. Um, <laughs> out of that patient experience and in going into consultation alone, and you're now the new resident or now the new doctor. Tell us what you've learned, because I know that there's so much information in, in your mind. And I remember those early days, you know, you the consultation time, you would talk a long time. I remember you were telling me, how do I get this down? <laughs> so tell the residents uh, out there exactly what did you learn to be more concise and, and, and help the parents and the patients make good, sound decisions? Well, a couple of things that I've definitely learned, and they may sound obvious, but take your time to review your records thoroughly, okay? Mm -hmm. We're all used to doing this from residency, and after a few months, you might feel that you don't have to do it, but take your time to be very thorough and systematic because the worst thing that you can do is if you skip something or you miss something and you're in a consultation and then you, you've missed something crucial, you're gonna you're gonna have serious egg in your face. You're gonna you're not gonna look good. You've lost the confidence of the patient, yes. and you know, and it's a bad experience. It's something that you do not want to be in. So you know, I'll go back to basics. Count the teeth. Be thorough. Be systematic. You know, and what I would not just for consultations, but um, for all uh, like all clinical adjustments, may that be just an adjustment retention check for a debon checklist you need to develop systems. When you come out of practice, or when you've come out of residency, you're used to seeing six patients a day. Again, you're seeing 70 or 80. You can get flustered very easily, okay? And it's easy to miss things. But if you have systems and you have systems in place, I feel like that for me was brilliant at just, uh, you know, not missing things, being effective and efficient with my clinical skills. So be systematic and uh, review your records thoroughly. So with the system you're talking about, can you just shed a little light on that just so that you can make that conversation? You've learned some, some good tips yes. and tricks on how can you share that with the residents? Because I think yes. or even orthodontists are always trying to figure out how can I make this consultation better? Yes. Um, what, what have you learned? So for, for a consultation, as I said, going back to like communication skills, is vital and to me communication skills is something that can be continually proved upon improved upon and then you alluded to, to it earlier when i first had my first consultations i was going way over i was you know in there for 20 25 minutes because i've got all this knowledge in my head from residency and but you're trying to convey this to a patient but mm. you know 
they, you, you lose them and you also get flustered yourself. Right. So what I did was I reevaluated look, uh, my consultations, you know, uh, uh, with yourself and with Dr. Davidson, and we just brought it back to basics. And it's really important that you bring it back to basics um, when you're doing a consultation. And it was just that uh, it's four things, you know, you see, you turn it back into what I see. And so what I, what's the diagnosis, what we need to do, what, we're, what the treatment is, why we need to do it. So the importance of the treatment and how long is it going to take? So every time I'm in a consultation, I think of those four things in the back of my mind. And that helps me to communicate effectively and efficiently, but it also is systematic in a way that it gives me confidence, but it also gives the patient confidence. So those four things I think are critical when you're going into your consultations and it's, it helps you drown out the noise and helps you to become focused. So that was a real, a real trick that I learned from. Fantastic. I think everybody out there is um, eager to hear your thoughts on current technology. You have just graduated from a, an excellent program. There are programs that have many more residents, by the way. You were lucky yes. to have such a good program. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Dr. Billy Wiltshire. Uh, he runs a fantastic Absolutely. program. Um, I'm also from that school, of course, but uh, thank you. I would say, um, what do you think about, you know, different systems? Let's, without using, you know, maybe trade names here, but bracket systems, uh, wires, uh, aligners, any thoughts on the things that impressed you, things that you saw in private practice that you didn't really know about, or that, you know, the new graduates trying to sort it all out, and, you know, 3D printing the whole nine yards. What's your thought on, you know, systems and things that impressed you? So, there, as I said, we're, we're very lucky to be graduating in such a day and age that there are so many systems available. You know, the world really, really is your oyster. There's so many like, 3D printing, in-house aligners, you know, clear aligners. There's also 3D, uh, uh, 3D printed brackets coming out now. So the world really, really is your oyster. Um, there's been so many things and all these things that I've just said that have really impressed me. But um, one thing that I will say is, is you need to get to know your patients. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is really important because... You know, when I'm coming out, you're looking at technologies, you're looking at, you know, uh, the data and the papers of things that are really impressing you. And you're thinking, this is brilliant. You know, I can, I can do this on the patients. But if you don't read your patients and have the correct patient, you know, you can design the most beautiful clear aligner treatment plan. And it can be perfect. And you spend all this time. It's very sophisticated. You spend all this time and effort. But if they're not compliant and they're not going to wear it, <laughs> it's not going to work, you know. And then, yes. you know, and whatever you said in a consultation, patients have a very, you know, they have a very short memory. And, you know, what you said, they're not going to remember. So I really do think it's important that you read your patients, making sure that, making sure that, uh, that, uh, they're suitable for the treatment, you know, and they have the compliance that you prescribe that, that, that you recommend. That's what I would, that would say more than the difference because we're all experts. We're all, we've all done our biomechanics, you know, so we all know the pros and the cons, but um, you know, getting to read your patients is something that I have learned is very critical. Right. Um, I would like to disclose that we did talk a little bit before and we've decided not to try to try not to identify uh, specific companies, but I think that um, in our past discussions, there is one course 
um, that you felt really helped you. Um, could yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, coming out of residence in the practice that I joined, we do quite a lot of clear aligner uh, um, therapy, a lot of clear aligner treatment. When, uh, when I'm in this practice, coming out of uh, residency, I had, I've done five or six cases. So I hadn't a lot of experience with clear aligners. Right. And the clear aligner, uh, the clear aligner fellowship by Jonathan Nikositas mm-hmm. and Maz Mashari was unbelievable. It yeah. was so comprehensive and it really, really like made me understand clear aligner therapy and it's from all its multifaceted aspects, all the different malocclusions, all the different biomechanics. It's very thorough. And I honestly don't know how I would have been able to practice without taking that course. So that's one thing I would highly, highly recommend all residents coming out uh, is to do that course. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Having done the course as well. And uh, those two gentlemen who I I know um, have done a a great service to the orthodontic profession by providing that course. So we we thank them for that. what, uh, what is your thought on the current state of affairs, maybe from the AAO point of view? I know that, you know, we are the Northeastern Society of Orthodontists. A lot of people are wondering about the AAO, you know, should I be a member or not? And I think the, the new residents are just trying to figure this out. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me your thoughts on that. Oh, I would encourage all, um, all residents to join the AAO and other professional bodies. Um, I really do think that uh, we're stronger together and uh, the AEO truly do advocate on your behalf. You know, they really, they're the only professional body, body that actually do that. So they really do advocate on your behalf. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, pressures on our profession from, you know, uh, direct-to-consumer aligner companies and from, you know, GPs trying their hand at ortho. And I do think that uh, the AEO is a fabulous organization and it really does uh, advocate. Um, there's also wonderful resources available um, to new residents. Okay, there's a lot of benefits to it. The AAO Passport is a magnificent, magnificent uh, resource available. There's so much information on there. And um, I would recommend, I would highly recommend that all residents definitely. Right. Thank you for that. Um, so just the AAO Passport, just to clarify, um, if you are a member of the AAO, and of course, NISO being one of the uh, eight constituents of the AAO, if you're a NISO member, you can purchase that passport for a very small fee and have, uh, I'm going to say, you'd never be able to watch all the CE on demand. Uh, it's fabulous. It's high quality CE. Um, so I would encourage all residents to take advantage of that. I don't think they realize the value for that. Um, talking about CE, tell me, you know, we're now in a pandemic world and, you know, everybody wants to talk to you online and give you courses. What's been your experiences with the courses that you've purchased and, you know, has it always been what you thought? Just tell us what, what you think. Well, first of all, I would say is one of the, you know, one of the upsides, if there is any to this pandemic, is a lot of the CE courses are now online. Okay, so and instead of having to travel to all parts of, you know, the US and Canada, you can actually do a lot of these uh, courses online and at the comfort of your own home, which is amazing. Okay, which has been really, really good. So I do, uh, I would recommend that all uh, residents continue their CE because, you know, as I said, um, 
how I like to explain residency is like passing your driver test. You, um, you're, you're competent and you're safe, but you need to get true experience and become really good at it. You need to continue your CE. Go back to your question. Um, you do have to do your due diligence on a lot of the courses that you look at. So I've done a lot of online courses and some of them, they've been good, but some of them I found that um, it's a watered down version of you know a larger course so you do a day course and then it would have been uh it's basically it was like an, a shortened version and an advertisement for a longer uh, for a larger course which you know costs thousands mm -hmm. of dollars so i would right. recommend to um residents to do their due diligence and just look at the content of what's available before because there is a lot of information out there and there's a lot of courses which i you know we have to do and i definitely recommend them to do it but you know be smart in what you pick and Right. And I think some of us who've been around for a while know, know that. And um, the one thing I'd like to uh, bring to everybody's attention listening out there is that the Committee on Technology for the AO knows that and uh, is working diligently to provide a very comprehensive course. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that um, because it's going to be coming out this year. And uh, of course, it's going to deal with 3D printing, which is really what's going on in orthodontics. For sure. And, and all that goes along with that, the software, the aligners that you make in-house or, or those type of things. And uh, I know Ken Webb is on that committee and I know that, you know, he's an extremely brilliant guy. And uh, I, I am very excited to see what the AO does for, for its members. So with that, I think that we are targeting um, things that would make things great for the, the new and younger member. Excellent. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Dr. Hennessy, um, from, uh, from your point of view, um, where do you see orthodontics going from here? I'm, what, uh, what, what excites you? Uh, what do you want to learn more about? Um, we've heard that you know, you've taken a really great course in, in some aligners, but what's the next step for you? And that is, what, what do you want to really bite into now? What do you think the future is and what residents should, should be doing I'm when they get out? Uh, the 3D printing and the clear house aligners really, really excites me. That yeah. uh, to me is, I think, I, I hope, and I think that's where we're going to be the future uh, yeah. going to be because it's there's there's so many brilliant developments and it's, there's a lot happening at the minute, which is very, very exciting. Um, and I do feel with the in-house aligners, it gives control back to the to the orthodontist, to us, the clinicians, you know. Um, so we don't have to, you know, rely on, uh, on some of these clear aligner companies. So I do think that the clear in-house aligners and 3D printing is, uh, is uh, it's brilliant. And I'm very excited for the future in relation to these things for sure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, that's probably almost all the time that we, uh, that we have. Um, and um, I, we don't want to have this podcast too long for these yeah. fine people. But um, the one thing I would like to say, Dr. Hennessy, is um, um, I want to thank you for talking with us today. But more importantly, um, you know, I think that what uh, you've brought to the table to the practice that you've joined is a new sense of excitement. And the one thing that uh, I saw is Dr. Sarah Davidson sent me a video of uh, when you received your board results, your exam results, and you were now an orthodontist. Cause I know like all people, you were a little worried. Tell us how you felt at that exact moment, because I wanna hear a little bit about, you know, what went through your mind um, when, you, when you finally 
cross that finish line. Oh, it was just pure relief and joy. <laughs> it was just the culmination of a lot of, lot of hard work and a lot of years of uh, university. And uh, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was really, really amazing because it was, uh, but it was more so, uh, for every orthodontist, for every resident, but for me, there was other uh, factors at play because, you know, as I said, I'm from Ireland and we, uh, we've settled here in Canada and we love, we love Canada and uh, everything hinged, both myself and my fiance was on me passing these exams. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we knew that. Yeah, so there was a lot at stake. <laughs> Fair to say, did I see a tear no, of joy? Absolutely. absolutely. Sure. So uh, it was relief and it was, it was, it was brilliant. I will say this. It was, uh, yeah. I'm not just saying this, it was definitely one of the happiest moments of my life. I will tell you that uh, Sarah Davidson and I um, both said, what a fantastic reminder of how wonderful a job we have and how grateful we are to be orthodontists. We are so lucky. So lucky. So lucky. Yeah. We are yeah. so lucky for what we do. Yeah. I love our patients. I love our team. I'm proud to be their doctor. And I know you are too. So to all of you, uh, yes, sorry. So to all of you out there, um, Dr. Hennessy, could you just please say a few words because we can't get enough of that Irish accent and uh, parting, parting thoughts for our residents out there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's daunting. And I know from all residents when they're finishing up and they're doing their board exams and, mm -hmm. you know, it's a stressful time and uh, they're thinking about where they want to live, finding a job, you know, and with the pandemic as well, they're worried about, you know, uh, in the short term anyway, for the next couple of years, it's things are unsure, but I, you know, I would just reassure them in the fact that it is the, the juice is worth the squeeze. It is fabulous profession and you know it is <laughs> keep working hard and once you get through the other side it's brilliant i go to work every day with a big smile on my face and i feel very privileged and you know then it'll be for them too as well it's uh, the world is their oyster and it's a great profession to be a part of dr declan hennessy live from halifax nova scotia thank you very very much for these encouraging words and what i would say to all of you out there Come join us. If you are a resident, you need the American Association of Orthodontists. It has a lot to offer. And certainly if you move to the Northeast, we'd love to have you as a member. So to everyone, uh, have a wonderful day. And again, thank you, Dr. Hennessy. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Take okay, care. take care. Bye-bye.